Hey everyone, this episode of the Cloudcast is sponsored by PagerDuty. PagerDuty is the hub of your IT operations and ensures that the right folks are alerted at the right time to increase your uptime. PagerDuty's analytics help you identify common problems, allowing you to make system improvements before they impact your customers. Advanced filters and deduplication ensure that only actionable alerts get delivered. No more false alarms at 2 a.m. And now, multiple team members can seamlessly share on-call duty. To sign up for a free 14-day trial, visit pagerduty.com slash the cloudcast. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast. Uh, we're actually... Coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, for real. Um, we're both here at the same time for the same time in quite a while. How you doing, Brian? Good, man. It's I, honestly, it's probably what been it's probably been three, four months since we've done a show where we're in the same city at the same time and uh, actually seen each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the joy, the joys of work. I think I looked. I've done uh, twenty four trips in the second half of the year so far. I don't know how many you're up to, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a U.S. Air Chairman's Club yet again, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so so it's Krispy Kreme challenge time. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what's going on? Yeah. So, uh, so for anybody who's been a listener of the show for a long time, uh, you guys know about this. Um, so we're now about 90 days out from the... 2015 Krispy Kreme Challenge, which everybody knows. Uh, for most folks, this, this is the funny thing we always find sometimes with people. They go, yeah, you guys are the, the guys who do the podcast where you run and eat and throw up, right? That's that's what you do. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? If that's what you know us for, awesome. Because um, the last two years, we've we've, you know, of all the things we do, this is probably the one good thing that we actually do. We've, we've, we've raised money for the NC Children's Hospital, which is um, this awesome organization it's here in Raleigh, uh, they help sick kids, not like cough and cold kids, but like cancer and terminal illnesses. And, and they're the official sponsor of the Krispy Kreme run. Uh, we all know what the Krispy Kreme run is. Uh, what is it now? Five miles, yep. uh, halfway there, you eat a dozen donuts. Then you got to run two and a half miles back, which by the way is all uphill. It's not an old wives tale. It is actually downhill to the donuts and uphill back. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which, which makes it more interesting. And by the way, it's usually pretty cold, but it's 8,000 people in costumes, Mardi Gras atmosphere. It's it's an awesome thing. So, uh, so we're kicking off our, our 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 two things. We do two things, right? We number one, this is our reminder to each other to go, hey, get off your lazy fat ass and start running again, so you don't die. And <laughs> yeah. and, and number two, it's um, you know we reach out to the community and we say, look, um, we're putting up the stupidity. And we would love for you guys to make a totally uh, tax-free or uh, you know t- taxable. Uh, what's what's the right word? Uh, it, it tax tax deductible. Tax deductible donation. Um, it helps a really good cause. Uh, we make video about it. We look like idiots. You guys get a good laugh out of it. Um, so it's that time of year. You're going to hear us kind of um, talking about this throughout the year from now till February. Um, so that's that. And you know we'll we'll come up. We always come up with some sort of stick to it the you know the t-shirts that come out of it the what you get for being a donor um we always we always end up asking about january if anybody wants to go with us so we'll ask in november if anybody wants to run with us 
Um, right. It, you're totally welcome to be part of Team Cloudcast because it's fun. Um, you, uh, the first first thing that to remind people is you don't have to eat all the donuts. So for those of you that are queasy about it, but you, you're in the area, you want to do something fun, come out and do it. Watch the videos. It is a total blast. It's a ton of fun. Um, so if you want to come run with us, come run with us. Um, if you'd like to make a donation, that would be awesome. If you just want to watch and laugh because you like some other part of the show, like that's awesome too. So um, that's our, our introductory plug for the year. Um, have you run in the last three to six months? Uh, actually, I have. So, oh, damn, you're way ahead of me. Yeah, so so I, I've decided I, I need a goal in my life, and so I'm actually – I signed up for – so it's here in, in Raleigh. It's uh, American Tobacco Trail Half Marathon in, actually in March. So by then, if everything goes well, and I'm, I'm already like eight weeks into training, so I'm up to like, I don't know, five, six miles already. Okay. So, <laughs> so I've actually got to jump on it this year for a change, which normally I don't start running till like December. Um, but but yeah, so I'm, I'm actually – you know, got the running going, um, and you know, talk about OpenStack Summit later. You know, I did a bunch of runs in Paris this week, which was actually kind of fun. Um, so, so I'm actually doing it this year. Now, you know, the chances are really good my knees blow out about mile ten. I've signed up for two half mile, two half marathons previously, and I've been unable to complete them. So, I'm like one for three on half marathons and actually completing them. So we shall see. <laughs> right. Well, this one, this one's only five miles. Uh, it's not five k as we've learned in the past. It's uh, so not, yeah, not Amy too, Lewis. too bad. It's five exactly. miles. <laughs> so. All right, All so right. let's talk about goal real quick, though. So in the last two years, we've raised, you know, what, like $11,000, I want to say, or I shouldn't say we, the community yeah. has, has you know, really come together with all of this. So we've decided to set a big goal for this year. Um, this year's goal is, is actually $8,000. I want to say last year we did uh, almost 6000 so 5700 and change, if I remember correctly. Um, so we're kind of up in the bar. So we're asking everyone, um, you know, if you enjoy the show um, and, and if you want to, really support you know some great causes and and watch us go be stupid then then we should have the links up on the page uh very shortly yep absolutely the link will be up there uh you can make a donation and like we said everything's tax deductible so uh you win the kids win and uh you know and and we get to as a community do something really really cool together so uh if you can help great and uh again if you want to get a 2014 tax deduction in or 2015 tax deduction in there you go that's that's the accounting part of the show Cool. Go. So let's so let's let's talk a little bit about cloudy stuff, um, since we're that's that's kind of why people listen to the show. Um, last week, you were off at OpenStack Summit. Uh, while you were off, the world didn't stop. Uh, Google Cloud Platform. I always want to call it Google Compute Platform, but it's Google Cloud Platform. They had their announcement week, uh, which of course conveniently came a week before AWS. Um, bunch of stuff. Uh, some enterprisey sort of stuff, some peering things, some VPNs, but all anybody wants to talk about is is containers, right? Yep. So Kubernetes is a service. More stuff around containers. Um, they did do some stuff that sort of you get the sense that they're going to start leveraging their their global network and global performance of their network. Um, you know, felt it, it's a weird thing with Google. They you know like. Everything is in alpha and beta, so you know there, there's that there's that lingering like, uh huh. We've seen this with Wave and you yep. know and other things before, but um, th- they seem to be way way ahead for for containers, which of course everybody is super interested in these days. Yeah, and so okay. First of all, I have to say this: the the way they rolled out all of these announcements, it's just so funny because they did it on Blogspot with Google Plus comments. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like, that's so quaint. Yeah. <laughs> that just cracked me up beyond belief. But the fact, if you take that out of for a second, <laughs> um, they... There is a lot of really cool stuff there. There's a lot of really emerging enterprise stuff there, which, you know, everyone now is, I think we've come down to in the public cloud. It is, it's a three horse race now. It's, it's Google, it's Amazon, it's Azure. Um, but it almost seems like all of them are trying to embrace the enterprise to different levels. Um, the Google stuff seems pretty decent so far, but what is interesting is, yeah, absolutely. The container stuff, they just seem full ahead on containers. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting with Amazon next week and we could, we'll talk about that, about that in depth later, but, but how much they've already said, you know, I think, um, uh, Jeff on Twitter already announced, you know, hey, plenty of Docker stuff coming next week, or you know, right? Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. You know, and Jeff, you know, and Jeff Barr is starting to write, you know, two thousand word blogs. There's going to be a bunch of new new features and products coming out. So. Exactly right, and so it'll be it'll be really interesting too. Okay, we're almost like this, is almost like a prediction show at this point. Of okay, now we we take you know digest all the announcements from from Google Cloud from this, and then probably sometime in December, kind of step back and go, okay, what did they really announce, and what's real versus what's press releases kind of thing um but but it's interesting it, it's yeah. definitely interesting and i think google's if anything google's got the freaking network to do it of anybody right yeah they've got the they've got the network they've got the scale you know so it's it, it's it's one of those ones where um you know google's n never been a great marketing company and they've never been kind of great at, at, at talking about the enterprise uh, but there there is some stuff going on there that you know if you start to piece it together and you think hard about it it's like okay they do live migration. Okay, well, that's something that's VM wary in in concept, right? They've got this pricing model, which is much simpler than AWS's. It's like the more you use, the less you're going to pay, and we'll just automatically do that. You don't have to mess with reserved instances. You don't have to mess with spot pricing. So it's like, okay, that's simpler. Now they do this direct connect thing. They do enterprise VPN. You're like, huh, super fast, uh, has live migration. Pricing is simpler. That's a pretty good foundation for enterprisey stuff and then of course obviously they're they're doing the container stuff which is more developer centric and um you know i know they're calling around y you hear their recruiters are calling around for enterprise evangelists and th there's stuff going on there it'll be just a matter of whether or not their dna can accept dealing with you know enterprisey kind of <laughs> stuff because right. I mean, you know we've seen it with amazon you know, even the Amazon guys, it's now taken them six, seven, eight years to sort of be like, yeah, I guess we'll deal with that, you know, enterprise crapola. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're slowly, quietly announcing things like, hey, Active Directory integration, VMware vCenter integration. And you're like, I know, eventually everybody comes around to where the money actually is. And right. it's painful. It's painful for them. But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> so you want to talk OpenStack Summit for a little while? Um, I will, uh, as long as, so are we going to talk about OpenStack Summit or are we going to talk about you taking your wife to Paris? <laughs> no, we, we will talk about OpenStack Summit. Okay. Um, Although I'm guessing you did win a lot of good points for taking your wife to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. But now, you know, I don't know when I'm going to ever pay off this credit card bill. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so OpenStack Summit was, was really interesting. So, uh, you know, I was there, um, different vibe than past shows and almost 
definitely feels like like we kind of predicted this all along a changing of the guard if you will of you know piston didn't have a big party piston you know had a little booth over in the corner nebula gave up their seat on the board to intel their platinum level seat that you know a nebula didn't even have a booth at, at the at there so it definitely feels like you know the the big booths were ibm hp emc intel um why why um canonical huh. red hat like now who now who predicted that this might be the last show that the independent now who, <laughs> who was that person that got blasted for right. predicting that this show would be the last one I'll have to look. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put a link to the, you know, the the the, the source in the notes, right? Um, but but it was interesting because it definitely it almost felt like a grown up vendor show at this point. I, I, I want to say it was is the most ever. I want to say five thousand ish people. I don't remember exact numbers. They did announce it. Um, Forty six hundred, fifty six hundred, something like that. A um, lot of people. A lot of, in the one keynote the first day, they did the whole, you know, raise your hand if you're a first time here. And it was actually more than half the audience was yeah. first time attendees. Um, so a lot of new blood. Uh, and that could also be just because, quite frankly, it was the first one in Europe. Um, yeah. But but it was interesting because it, it didn't feel like it, like summits of old. It didn't quite feel like uh, you know a bunch of startups and a bunch of guys and you know with with the hoodies and and the beards and everything. It definitely is starting to feel a little more grown up. Now, what's what's also interesting is is this idea of what is OpenStack going to be long term because. Yeah. The, there is definitely, there's still a lot of, you know, I feel like there's still a lot of fighting of, is it everything to everyone? Is it, do we need to have, you know, the, you know, OpenStack core and focus on just a couple things and do that well? Um, do we just need to, quite frankly, go build Docker into it and be done with it? Um, <laughs> right. Um, and there's this whole I think everyone, or at least I hope everyone, even though um, Mark, Mark Collier, I think it was the day two keynote, kind of talked about AWS for a while. Like, I just don't see um, this being, you know, OpenStack really being long-term a, a public cloud play. Right. Um, I definitely feel like the big three are established in public cloud, you know, even though there are, you know, folks in the ecosystem that want to be a large public cloud, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Right. Um, but I, what I do think might happen, and there was a couple panels on it and, and, you know, that, that the subject of panels is a whole other subject, but, um, the, there was a lot of panels and, and sessions on, on Docker specifically, and there was a user survey that came out, and I, th- I want to say Docker's like already up to number five when it comes to supported platform. Yeah. Um, it, almost, it almost feels like OpenStack will be private cloud infrastructure framework of choice, and then Docker... Or, or containers in general, and if you don't want to name a specific technology, but containers in general will be the branching off point to public cloud, private cloud, you know, developing on your laptop and everything else. And it almost seems like development will be in a container, and then that container will move to public, to private, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, was something probably the original OpenStack folks didn't envision. They envisioned this being OpenStack everywhere. And I don't see it as that. I see OpenStack being the private cloud infrastructure and the container being everywhere going forward. 
Yeah, so that so that so that was an interesting thing. I mean, obviously, I was watching it from from afar via Twitter, via back channels, via all sorts of stuff. And the piece of that that was sort of interesting to me was, um, you know, are, are we at a point? So so you've got like you said, you've got uh, OpenStack, which is you know kind of filling out what it can do. It does you know does compute, does storage. Storage is getting broader. Uh, you know, authentication, a bunch of stuff. It's got some weird things still, like they're trying to build their own paths, which nobody can figure out why they're trying to do that. And then and then yeah, there was this whole: do we slip the the containers in there? And now here's here's what's interesting to me. So you go, okay, well, what is OpenStack ultimately? Well, yes, it's a provisioning tool, but you could, you know, there's still thing people that do other stuff around it. You know, there's orchestration things like Chef and Puppet and Ansible, and 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 then it's kind of a scheduler, right? Like Nova is a certain amount of doing scheduling, and you go, yeah, but you know what? Docker doesn't need any of those things, right? So the, the weird thing to me is like, and and so this will this will be my next piss off the OpenStack community question is. Has the OpenStack guys have they lost to Docker? Because what does Docker have? Docker has you know a, a way to a way to hold applications. They've got a mechanism to schedule them. Now it's not in Docker; it's in Kubernetes and Mesos and other stuff. But there's a bunch of those that have a ton of momentum and they're kind of being used. Granted, at web scale, uh, you've got network problems being solved. So like our buddies like, uh, you know, John Willis, Bacigalupe and, and Brent Salisbury just launched a company to figure out some cool ways to do networking. Um, people are trying to figure out the storage stuff. We talked to the guys, you know, doing Clocker to do application templates. Like, I really wonder if, if Docker is going to take the place of what OpenStack was trying to do, which is like, oh, I've got I've got application stuff, I've got network stuff, I've got a way to containerize things, and I don't need that. You know, all this stuff happened without this gigantic foundation. Right. So right. And will will OpenStack will OpenStack become effectively a hardware abstraction layer? And, yeah, kind and the of. container becomes the application abstraction layer. Yeah, I mean, sort of like I I think about it this way. So we we've had this conversation for a long time, right? Like we we fully believe that there will be this sort of bifurcation in IT where there'll be the the modern app stuff and then there'll be the legacy stuff. And yes, there'll be some bridges between them, but they're so different that you know it's hard to envision like in the next few years, like oh that's one team they just figure it all out. Like here, you know, people for a while were going, oh VMware will be the legacy stuff and maybe OpenStack will be the modern stuff. You know, are we going to get to a point where OpenStack is the legacy stuff and Docker is the modern stuff? Right. Because, you know, think about it. Uh, OpenStack, all the all the storage players, all the storage vendors play over there. Okay, cool. Um, you know, except for vMotion, it basically kind of does the stuff you want to do for legacy stuff. You've got people like Canonical who can build you, or not Canonical, uh, Mirantis who can build you workflows and templates and other people are doing that stuff. Maybe that's where this thing sort of flips and... I don't know. I, I I I got this sort of sense from from folks that maybe that's where that's going, and because OpenStack's been, you know, banging around for four or five years, and you're watching the momentum of Docker, it's like maybe this that's really the tipping point. It's not the OpenStack versus VMware tipping point per se. Yeah, yeah. I don't fair. know. Well, and it could <clears> be you know it could be canonical LexD. No. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 so, so that, what so, the hell is LexD? First so, of all, because I'm sure no one knows what the hell we're we're talking about, right? Well, so so, so canonical, yeah. So so canonical is is famous for doing this thing where it's it's you know a couple of years ago, um, you know there was all this buzz around you know Chef and Puppet, and people were finally kind of coming to this realization of like configuration management's important and automation's important, and you had these guys 
sort of doing their thing. And then, you know, it's, it's always at some event. It's at OzCon, it's at OpenStack Summit, it's whatever. You know, Mark Shuttleworth, the guy who runs Canonical, steps up and goes, no, 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 I've got a totally different mousetrap. And back then it was Juju. Yep. And it was like, hey, here's all the cool things that Juju does. And when they, when they, when they demonstrate it, you go, wow, that is really powerful. And it's, and it's really nicely integrated. And it's integrated with Ubuntu. So, of course, it means it touches lots and lots of the stuff that's already out there. And they showed up and they kind of, kind of quietly slipped out this thing and they said we're developing this thing called lxd or lexd um and it's kind of a, a new better way of doing containers in their world but they kind of blurred the line between is it containers is it virtualization and you know and of course they leaked it out in the register and of course the register made a cool title about whatever it was but it's they sort of make it out like you know, virtualization contains, you know, it's like it's the OS plus the apps plus the dependencies. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Docker, which is, well, we don't do the OS. We're just this layered thing. And they, they somehow kind of tried to position it in between the two of those. So it's sort of, I don't know. Yeah, if it's the and then it was like, well, is it a hypervisor? Or the and... middle of both. Yeah. Is it <laughs> and a it was hypervisor? Like, yes. Is it a container? No. And... <laughs> You know, and of, and of course the you know the Ubuntu crowd and Simon Wardley and everybody said, hey, hey, keep an eye on this space. Kind of the same way they've said, keep an eye on Juju. So w- worth keeping an eye on. I, I I have a hard time believing, given all the momentum of Docker, that something else is going to replace it again. But man, our our industry moves so damn fast. We all actually thought OpenStack would be doing really great, you know, three four years ago, and now we're you know, or at least dumb people like me are saying, "Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Docker's going to replace us. Maybe, maybe Lexity will be a thing." Yeah. Well, Although, and at this point, you know, I can tell you this. So another kind of observation from OpenStack Summit: who will win is whoever makes it easiest, fastest. Yeah. Um, that's why Mirantis is getting a lot of traction yeah. lately yep. um, with all Absolutely. of their tools, with the you know the fuel tool, with the with kind of the data migration tool that they announced. Um, but you know, I, I walked the floor, so it was weird. So the, the OpenStack Summit had this. Um, the th- kind of keynote theater was in the middle, but it was a closed room. And then all of the um, booths were around the edges in in like a triangle shaped halls. So three main halls, basically. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was I-, I walked the floor a bunch of times, basically, when I got sick of, you know, working in my own company's booth, I'd, I'd go take a break and do a lap. Um, and what the one thing I noticed consistently was, and I don't know if it's a, co- you know, a cause correlation kind of thing, right? But I did notice that the the ones that had like traffic flowing out into the hall were were canonical, were Red Hat, were HP. Um, and to some extent, Mirantis. And well, coincidentally, again, may not be the cause, but they're all the ones with, you know, probably the leading distributions right now. Um, And like, and I'm wondering as there's more people being there for the first time and there is less people that I want this to be a science project and I want this to do everything. And as we're moving into enterprise, enterprise wants products. Um, Was that going on? I don't know, but it just seemed odd to me that those were noticeably the ones with the most traffic. Well, I mean, it makes and you know, and it, and it makes sort of logical sense. You think about, um, okay, so 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 the concept of let's see, simpler, easier. Well, that that always plays well with the enterprise crowd, right? It, it's like I don't have to learn as much new stuff. You're going to kind of do it for me. You're going to kind of support it, and you know, as as much as the the brilliant technologists will go, I can figure all sorts of things out. 
you know, you, you watch these trends, even if you, you know, take it all the way back to things like converged infrastructure, it's like things like FlexPod and VSpecs and VBlock and, you know, even what you guys are doing with these converged infrastructures and, you know, and what Nutanix is doing, it's like, okay, I've, I've simplified something. All right. And those things are doing well. And, you know, you've packaged it up so it's simple to buy. Okay. That makes it easier for people. And it's, I mean, it, it makes total sense um, that, you know, at the point where this had to move from, a technology centric thing to a consumable centric thing that the people who are good at that stuff and focus on that stuff are the ones that, you know, feel like they're starting to break away from the pack. Um, you know, and it, and it kind of, and it kind of, you know, I think the other, the other thing is you were talking about sort of the shifting of the guard. I mean, think, think about this. So, you know, you, you said like IBM and HP and EMC and some others had the big boost. Think about this though. I mean, you've got Josh McGinty no longer on the board. Chris Kemp, no longer on the board. Randy Bias is now working for a big Borg company. Um, you know, Jesse Andrews gone. Uh, you know, Rackspace isn't the dominant company of that. I mean, like, this is a shifting of the guard of, like, not only the companies, but the personalities that were driving this stuff. And you've got Marantis, who's, instead of being the guy who's going to, you know, create all kinds of problems for people are going, hey, we're Switzerland. And it's right. like, holy crap! How did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> but they exactly. also just got what, like a hundred million. They also got like a hundred million dollars too. So, um, so, so, so I think crazy it's safe times to say, I think it's safe to say you, you, you know, you won't be on a playing card anytime soon. No, were you on a playing card? No. So, so for <sighs> those that don't know, um, uh, MetaCloud, who was recently acquired by Cisco, their big thing was they made a deck of cards and gave it away, and it was, um, you know, people in the OpenStack community. It was actually a really cool idea, and like, so Ken Hoy, good friend of the show, he was on a card, and you know, there's a bunch of people that were on cards, but, but yeah, no, I didn't. Are you, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> so neither of us made cards. Ah, <laughs> uh, not on the cards. Oh well. Um, Hopefully. all right. So let's let's move on. Um, yeah, let's move. Let's move on. So we're in conference gonna, season. So, what, so AWS is next. Um, yeah. So you're. Are you going to Vegas? So we should. I'm. I'm bummed that we're not going to Vegas. If I, I'm not going to Vegas, you're going. I am for the for the explicit reason that we had one of the best times we've had from the show at what was it? It's called what the Bourbon Room. Yes. Is that yes. the place? So we did AWS Summit last year, which was fun. We'll talk about AWS Summit, and then we had like five hours to kill before we had a red eye, and we sat there in the bourbon room, which is nothing but 80s hair metal videos on the wall and had the greatest time just playing uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, watching these old <laughs> hair band videos and drinking bourbon. And I, I, that part I'm going to completely miss because that was fun as hell. And, yeah. And, and if I anybody, was... I highly recommend that to people. Go spend like two hours in there. It's awesome. Yeah. I was so hungover when I got home. I mean, that was that was brutal. Um, <laughs> Kim, Kim, my wife, was very angry with me when I got home on that red eye because I stank like bourbon and I went straight to bed. It was my rock star night. Oh, the, um, <laughs> the, video, the videos, the videos were awesome. You can't you can't deny that. So um, so anyway, re, so reinvent. Yeah, I'm going um, and I'm actually going as an attendee. I'm actually really excited about that. Um, I haven't gone to a show as just a you know basic attendee in, in forever. Um, so I'm going to go do the keynotes, probably do some sessions. I really want to do some hands on labs. Um, should be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we've already kind of talked a little bit about 
um, potential announcements. Um, of course, they're going to do some Docker stuff. Um, who knows what's coming? Um, I do feel like they are a little bit. It's like, okay, from a services standpoint, what do they have left to announce? Like, what are the gaps in their portfolio? I've been kind of looking at it from that, that standpoint. And like, what are your thoughts, Brian? What do you, do you think there's any gaps left? I can think of one, but I'll let you go first. So, you know, there's always, there's always two things I go into with this stuff. One is, um, you know, at least in their announcements, they always feel like they're they're sort of targeted at somebody who's doing well, right? So I always worry a little bit about like friends of the show who are doing well. Like we, we've obviously started having more and more of the, the SaaS companies on there, and I'm always like, oh, please don't, please don't announce a service that takes those guys out because they they do cool stuff. But um, you know, I think. I think there'll be a little bit of them, um, you know, kind of getting into this game with 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 AWS. So I don't know that they'll do a live migration thing, but I can definitely see them saying we want to make pricing simpler because again, the enterprise likes that. I could see them, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors about them do, doing stuff where they're they're promising enterprise customers like sort of private availability zones, yep. um, which I don't know if they would announce that publicly because that's a weird thing to do at scale. Um, but I could see that. Um, I suspect they'll get in the game with that Microsoft did where it's like, Hey, if you're doing the workspaces thing, the desktop thing, you get unlimited storage because they, they love to cut prices on storage. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the Docker thing probably, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, just how enterprisey they go. That's always the thing because the thing that got the most buzz in, in, June or July in, in New York when they did the, you know, the kind of the mid-year thing was this mobile backend. We want to get into, you know, being the place to develop uh, iOS apps and, and mobile apps. And then, of course, Google just bought a company, I forget the name of it, that apparently is like super simple ways to do mobile apps. So I think that's a battleground that, while it doesn't get all the enterprise buzz, is a huge space to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. So so it's weird because I feel like AWS, uh, you know, we've talked about it many times, this kind of what the infrastructure is built for. AWS is very much built for, you know, this web scale, next generation, no resiliency at the infrastructure level kind of apps. But but all of their announcements and services and embracing the enterprise seems to be going towards that direction. So it's almost like they're leading in one kind of architecture, but at the same time, they're trying to flip over and embrace the other kind of ar- architecture all at the same time. And, right. And that almost makes me worry that's at times. It's hard. Right. Well, that's 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 one of those, you know, just like, just like we said with OpenStack, like what was the pattern that's making it? change it's like okay make it simpler package it well the the classic you know it's <clears throat> you've seen lots of people who go like hey aws has been growing 50 percent year over year or doubling year over year and you go yeah but that's in history that's never happened forever right yep. microsoft stopped doubling and so it's typically the tipping point that does that is a you want to have a platform okay they got a platform check that box and then at the point where you go we're going to start catering to the things that kind of go against our DNA, which is web scale type of things. Comp- every single company, every software development team, everything starts to slow down when you start doing that. Now, you, so, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, this is, this is the classic pattern. And like we said with, with OpenStack, you know, make it simpler, package it. That may drive the thing with, with, with AWS, 
can't double every year, can't grow 100% every year. And it's it's always because you decide, I'm going to start taking on more features and I'm going to start taking on enterprise features or complex features or security features or whatever those things are. They're starting to do that. So, you know, it does become a question of, you know, how many battles are they fighting? Because now they're fighting the Amazon battle. They're kind of fighting the Microsoft battle and they're sort of fighting the VMware battle. If you sort of secede, you know, that VMware is kind of the, 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 the you know, the, the starting point for where the enterprise is. And, you know, anytime you're fighting multiple front battle, things get sort of interesting in terms of priorities. Yeah, agreed. Agreed completely. So, so here's my, my prediction of a, a crazy announcement, just, just because I can. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, although I, I do think it's a bit of a long shot. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I've heard rumors of it numerous times, and it kind of would have followed the Azure announcement earlier. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't doubt that they come out with some kind of on, on-prem appliance at some point. Of the you know follow the Azure model of of, fi- but honestly I think it's a different model. The Azure model is I want to put this box in your data center that that is basically Azure on prem. Yeah. Um, but I think this is very much this is a box that is the you know the data pump, um, like the like a bunch of the other models where they did the the vSphere plugin that is basically nothing more than a, here's a, here's how you export all your VMs to AWS. Um, right. I, I can see them being, here's this model, and it's almost like a try and buy, right? This little appliance that goes on site that kind of works for some things here and there. Oh, by the way, if you want to just migrate this app, um, you know, once you get it into the hybrid appliance, put it out to the cloud. Yeah. Um, well, I, don't, they kinda, I, mean, they I don't think they want to get into a large scale on-prem model like Azure potentially wants to do. Yeah. Um, but well, I, Yeah. So that's the question. Do they build, I mean... Azure has, you know, an Azure pack, which goes inside of System Center. You know, we've so, we've seen AWS build essentially a vCenter pack, right? Goes inside of vCenter. Will they build an Azure pack? Right. Um, maybe. Um, I, you know, like, I, I always cringe when people go like, hey, they're going to build an on-prem thing. I'm like, I, I just Hardware don't. Hardware is hard. Hardware is hard. hard. Hardware is hard. <laughs> and nobody, as much as everybody says like, hey, it doesn't matter, like, Enterprises aren't going to let you drop whatever the heck you want in there on-prem, and because it just doesn't, it doesn't fit in the AWS model. Because it's like, what if it breaks? Who then has to support it? Like, is is I mean, is AWS going to send out a drone with a new box at two in the morning? Like, <laughs> drop it in the parking lot. If it's a piece of software, yeah, it's doable because then they can remotely get to it and all this sort of stuff. But you know, I, I don't buy in. I mean, I, I buy into the AWS will do a private cloud model as much as I believe the OpenStack guys are actually going to defeat AWS. So I, I put those in the same category. Um, but uh, no, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think it will be interesting to see. Like I, I look at them and I go, they got four they got four fronts now. They've got Google front, uh, Azure front. VMware front and then whatever they're doing with mobile and it'll be interesting over time to see which of their announcements fit into which one of those buckets yeah. but um it's definitely uh and especially with you know Amazon the company the parent company sort of having a struggling quarter which you know I don't know is a big deal I think they're going to ebb and flow and so forth it will be interesting to see how big they go and whether people are now reinvigorated because like three weeks ago everybody was like oh my god Amazon's in big trouble that means they're going to spin off at you know AWS and all sorts of other stupid ideas and stuff like that so yeah it's going to be interesting times so well um 
Cool. I think we've talked way too much. Anytime you and I do a show, it always goes longer than our 30-minute thing, so we apologize for people. Hopefully hopefully, all of your commutes are stuck in traffic and you can listen to this. And <laughs> There you go. <laughs> or, you're, or, or even better, for those of you that run, you now run 40 minutes and get yourself in shape and come and be in the Krispy Kreme run with us. Exactly. How's that, how's that, for, a seg- how's that for a segue? Nice. Nice. All right, man. So we're out of time this week. Uh, you want to take us home? Yeah, absolutely. So if you like the show, please tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.